Welcome to the Stream of David on Om Times Radio with best-selling author, channel, and creator of the Taya Spiritual Practice, David Strickle, shares the eternal wisdom of the consciousness called the Stream. The Stream of David show is fun and informative and seeks to not only answer all your spiritual and life questions, but to also provide proven tools to navigate life's obstacles and find a path to joy, clarity, and abundance by hearing the Stream's no-nonsense, direct approach to spirituality. Prepare to have your mind blown and receive clarity on your life and the universe like you perhaps never have before. And now, your host... David Strickle. Welcome to the Stream of David show. I am laughing to myself right now because I just had clarity on the fact that I need a shorter intro to this show. <laughs> I am here with my good friend, uh, my writing partner, my editor and friend, Cat Wonders. Hi, Cat. Hi, David. <laughs> That's a long intro, isn't it? I think we did that in the beginning because, you know, we were new to Ohm Times and we wanted people that were new to the show to kind of understand what it was about. And now I think we need a shorter intro. I was just sitting like, God, this just goes on and on forever. So on to our topic, which I just couldn't help. I was laughing so hard. I knew that I was going to bust up during the, the first bit of the show. <laughs> so on to our, our topic. Uh, Kat is here. Kat is... Uh, she edited my book. If you have read my book, The Stream, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life, if you have not, you should get a copy and, and read it. If I have to say so myself, it's life-changing. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> it really is, though. I can vouch for it, and I, uh, you know, then you're not saying it yourself. Yes, the author and editor both, both uh, <laughs> claim that it's life-changing. It really is. It's a cool book. It's a very different book. Go read the reviews. That's what I tell people. Go read the reviews to the book, and uh, you'll see that the... The positive reviews uh, are overwhelming, and there's some negative reviews too. Read all of them and decide if it's the right uh, right book for you. But it's it's a very different book. It's not your usual spiritual book. But anyway, that book is a stream, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. Kat is my editor on that book. And now we are oh. writing. Go ahead, Kat. No, just actually read the negative reviews too, because sometimes that gives you more insight onto whether or not the book is for you. Because a lot of times with negative reviews on books, all the negative ones I've read on there made me actually like the book more so yeah i think it just depends on who you are anyway go yeah, on. yeah I, I i love reviews i you know I, I love unbiased reviews and i'm happy that we have a lot more positive than negative but at the same time you're right the, the negative reviews um the, the last ones i haven't gone and looked in a while but you know the last ones that i saw uh you know that book was not for them <laughs> for sure and i don't blame them for giving me a one-star review if you know from their perspective so um you know, check it out. Go to Amazon and, and, and check out the reviews. And uh, it's a book that I wrote um, a while ago, about two years ago. We published it in 2018. So it's been out for a while now, but it's a, it's a timeless message for sure. And there's 23 core messages from Source. And Kat was the editor. And now Kat and I are writing my second book together. Kat's written several books, uh, but we're writing my second book together. And it's the Taya book. I think it's just going to be called the Taya Practice, unless some publisher wants to call it something else. Uh, so we're writing that together. And it's a Q&A. Uh, a lot of it is channeled. A lot of it is from the stream. Uh, and a lot of it is Kat uh, talking to the stream and, and questioning um, uh, lots of things about the Taya practice and, uh, and otherwise. So it's a, a lot of questions are answered in that book. And now that we're going through the pandemic and the lockdown and this, you know, which, which is all an illusion, of course, for our, the ascension that we're actually experiencing, the book is really taking on a whole new meaning now, and, and I, I'm excited to complete it now with all this new information um, and have Kat's uh, input. So she's not just editing, she's writing it with me. Oh, and there's so much good stuff in there. It's, uh, um, it's good. <laughs> it's exciting to share. Yeah, we wait, you know, we're waiting at least two years before putting out a second book, which is not the norm, but uh, you know, we really wanted to get this, this book right. Uh, and it's taking that long to, to get it right. And I, I was telling Kat this morning, I feel like it's ready for prime time now, you know, that we've really fleshed out this practice. You know, it's global now. We have, you know, lots of people have gone through our boot camp program. We have lots of people practicing this all over the world. Uh, we know what the benefits are. We know, you know, everything about it. So the, the book is really ready at this point. So hopefully within a year, you'll see it on bookshelves. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yeah, getting it getting it published to a mainstream publisher and getting an agent and all that is a whole different uh, 
ball game after you've written the book. So yeah, it's it's a long process, but it'll be oh, worth yeah. it when it's finally out there. Oh yeah. So our topic today is creating your reality. That's something we talk about really all the time here, one way or another. And I'm going to kind of let Kat take the lead here and dive in because she had a stream session this morning. Kat uh, did graduate our Taya Bootcamp program, and now she's a Taya master. Uh, and there's only a handful of people right now that are in the mastery program. It's invitation-only program for Taya Bootcamp graduates as they become ready to get into to mastering Taya. And the uh, the only rule to Taya is that there are no rules. And the the secret to mastery is that we never master it. <laughs> but you make me sound so fancy. <laughs> yes, I always talk about when we call somebody a Taya master. You should have a certain little outfit with a robe and you know a, a sash and that sort of thing on, right? I need a medallion. Yes, we need to have medallions made up for Taya Mastery for sure. <laughs> yeah, but none of us are mastering it. It's a lifelong journey of exploration of this amazing practice. And um, you know, it's just a cool group, and she's part of it. And I like to have the masters on. Uh, Matt, who's on a lot, is also in Mastery. And we're going to, to dive into her questions uh, just regarding things that are going on in her life, whatever she wants to share. We'll flesh those out, and then we'll bring the stream in, as usual, in the second segment. And she is going to talk to the stream about these things. So what would you like to dive into first, Kat? As far as creating your reality? Well, anything. You can talk about anything you want. We're going to talk from our perspective now, and then we're going to bring the stream in in about 10 minutes, about 10, 15 minutes. Well, there's, there's a couple of subjects. I mean, as far as creating your reality, um, I had a, for, you know, for people listening, I had a stream session earlier today because I've been in an interesting, complacent, point in my life of, you know, not being super interested in things or excited about things, but I didn't feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel super good, but like, I'm happy. Like, I'm, I'm good. But um, just kind of talking about the different levels of, I think a lot of people think they get into the Taya practice and then everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows forever. And Honestly, for me, it kind of was for a while, like a, a long while, like years, actually, of just sunshine and rainbows. And then it was like I stopped caring all of a sudden. And I didn't really know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. And I didn't care either way. And the stream just had such an interesting perspective on that. <laughs> that I feel could be really beneficial to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, one of the things about Taya is it, it's not bringing you to a life of perfection. It, it definitely raises your vibration and gives you a higher perspective on every aspect of life. But that higher perspective is one of we're not here to just, you know, bypass. I hear that term a lot. I actually kind of I'm liking that term more and more and more where, you know, people get into spiritual stuff, um, you know, whatever it is. Spirituality is a big tent, of course. And think that it's all just get happy. Like you said, sunshine and roses all the time. And a lot of people get into boot camp and they get these tools for creating their own reality. And they do indeed create a very positive reality that, that lasts a long time. I mean, some people, I, I haven't seen an end at all. But even for me with these tools, I go DTS. We all do. We all go down the spiral. DTS stands for down the spiral. We all go down, dip down in lower vibration always because polarity is always a factor. Now we do all these things to clean up, you know, our, our lower vibration in this practice so that we're not constantly down there. We're not down there for prolonged periods of time, but there's value in going down because when we go down, we create obstacles in our lives and these obstacles create clarity, first of all, and second, they create opportunities for expansion, which is why we're here. We're here to have an expansive process, not just to come and live in utopia, obviously. So the, the, your you know, current state is actually exactly where you should be. <laughs> That's a good thing, since I haven't yeah. been caring to get out of it lately. <laughs> well, I think you've got the tools not to let it take you down into a depression or anything like that. You know, a lot of people experience things like that and they get really freaked out. They get depressed or they have they manifest some really negative things in their lives. And, you know, the things that you've manifested uh, that some might consider negative, you're not even judging them. And I think that that's fantastic. That's a very high level of thinking and uh, ultimately a really high vibrational place to be because once once you understand that there's really no negative, 
that all negative inspires new positive. Therefore, there is no negative, if you think about that, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it serves a purpose. So it's not really negative. Yeah, 100%. There's another subject I'm curious about to talk to the stream about. It's the stream, you know, touched on it quite a bit. And I mean, I'm assuming there's probably no subject here that's taboo, correct? <laughs> no, there's nothing Correct. taboo. Uh, other than maybe foul language, because we are on a radio show. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, you don't have to worry. <laughs> Which about you don't. You don't use those words anyway. That's right. You're one of the few people <laughs> yeah. I know that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't have to worry about that with me, but I'm also curious about um, Taya and the sex drive, because this is something. Again, for everyone listening, the Taya Mastery Group, I've noticed everybody there has, like, a really positive relationship with sexual energy and high sex drive to the point where David is sometimes on us about calm down the sexual energy, everyone. Let's focus here. And, you know, I know I know you want us to stay focused on these things, but I'd really like the stream to speak to that, actually, when we get talking because it's something interesting that, like, I know my personal relationship with sexuality has changed a lot since I've been in this practice. Yeah, I think that's a better question for the stream than for me. But I think, in, you know, my answer to that would be the more you raise your vibration and the less you're judging, because we are taught so much... Um, you know, so many negative things that we're supposed to feel bad about ourselves regarding sexuality. And there's so many rules around sexuality in our society, especially from religion, that it's, mm -hmm. it's sort of a taboo topic. And it's, it's, it's a topic where people feel guilty for, for being sexual. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And so when you get into a practice like Taya and you get that level of clarity where you're not judging yourself and you're loving yourself, no pun intended, um, you know, you, you are, you, you, you are in a, you know, you're, <laughs> I knew I was going to pull that off. I, you are free to, to be whatever you want to be and you're feeling good about yourself and you're loving yourself and you're healthier and feeling better than ever because you're in that high vibrational state where you're not needing to consume things to soothe your disconnection from source. So, so your body is probably taking on a better shape. And, you know, you have all of those things kind of swirling around at once. And if you're not judging and there's no rules and there's no judgment from source, then we're all free to be whatever we want to be. And guess what? We're, we're sexual beings. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing taboo or awful or, you know, there's no judgment around it. So we speak very freely. And I really like that. I, I like that we're a group that's like that. It's not solely focused on that topic, certainly. But we're very free about it. And a lot of other groups are just, it's, it is a taboo subject. You know, they say uh, religion, politics, sex, leave all that stuff out. We dive into all of it in the mastery program. Yeah, we do. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Have you noticed that your desirability in general has gone up the more you work with this? Like, I, I feel like over the past year and a half, yes, I've stayed more focused on being in shape and things like that but I mean the amount of attention that I have attracted I've had people chasing me in cars and stopping me on the street to talk to me and like it get going out of their way to the, like as if I were 21 again and this is something that I notice especially if I'm really you know like you say up the spiral UTS if I'm vibing high I just attract this type of stuff like crazy have you noticed that for yourself uh, you're making me blush a little bit. I guess I'm judging that a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is that, no, I'm also much more public than I used to be, you know, but in general, um, when you feel good about you, you're more appealing. That's all there is to it. When you feel good about you, when you're confident, what, what's more appealing to other people than confidence? When you love you and you're confident and you're comfortable in your own skin, no matter what that is, you are going to be more appealing to other people. That's what it is. So you've gotten in and you've done the work and you've, you know, you've overcome your transgressors and you're, you know, working on your raising your vibration and you're making your source connection, you know, sort of an all day, every day priority. And you're setting intentions for bigger and bigger things in your life. You're confident. You're seeing your ability to create. You're feeling good about yourself. You're loving yourself. You know, you're one with source. Well, of course that's appealing. And it's not a... Um, I mean, it can be just a, a, a plain sexual 
desire that, that people are showing toward you. But, you know, a lot of times what I like about it is just the connection that I make with people that are at that higher vibrational level um, that, you know, people that you're not even aware of until you get up there in that, that high vibrational space. Suddenly you're meeting these people that you resonate with so deeply and having these deep conversations. And, you know, you just surprise yourself about how many other people out there are on this same journey in different ways. And that can express itself sexually. It can express itself in, in you know, friendships and, uh, you know, even business relationships. You know, I really uh, enjoy the business relationships that I have now. And I was thinking this morning, I've got people in my business on four continents now helping me with this. And a lot of them I have not, never met in person. I may never meet them in person, but, you know, we just vibe. And the work they do is just fantastic. And, you know, everything that we're creating is just um, worthy of the stream as far as I'm concerned. So, it, you know, that's it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back from break, I'm going to bring in the stream and Kat is going to interview the stream. We'll be right back with Cat Wonders and the stream. of the world is living in fear, but I see Taya practitioners thriving in this new reality. I see Taya overflowing in every aspect of my life. It's just truly magnificent. There were times that I was not self-assured and didn't have the self-confidence, but now I'm fearless. I really love myself and I know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I deserve the best in life. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA to learn more about the Taya Mindset Practice and Taya Boot Camp. We are here. Hello again. Thank you for joining us again today. So Always good to be here. Today's topic, you know, general topic, is creating your reality. And I was sharing somewhat before we came onto this break about the session that I had with you earlier today, because I've been in this sort of state of complacency of not being, you know, super joyful, but also not being unhappy and just being really just good with everything that's happening and kind of not caring how things went. I haven't been caring to manifest. I, I'm still giving thanks every morning, but um, I, I just might, I don't care about the results. And I know I'm not alone in this because we talked a little bit at the end about other people we know is this global reset is happening. The reality that people are creating for themselves is just changing at an alarming rate. So I'm hoping you can speak to that a little more for everyone else's benefit and not just mine. We, we will start with a more general thought about how vibration operates and, and how you as human beings with your higher level of intelligence will operate your lives. And in fact, all beings operate this way where, where, where you, will, you will find your paths to, to an extended high vibrational period, you, you dip down every now and again. And of course, when you, you, you learn the tools that, that we and others share, you begin to raise your vibration intentionally and, and, and you can become more mindful of that and, and, and keep it up for a prolonged period. But inevitably, you are going to create so much bliss, if you will, in your lives that you, you will become bored with that. And that, that complacency is, is a space where, where, where you cannot reside very long. So with your complacency of bliss, if you will, 
you are going to manifest some obstacles. And the way that you manifest these obstacles is allowing polarity to, 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 to drag your vibration down a bit and then allowing yourselves to, to settle into that space for a while to create some obstacles. It, very often creating some destruction in your lives. You, you see other humans going through life, uh, living in abundance and, 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 and by and large living in joy. And suddenly they drop their vibration a bit and manifest an illness or manifest a financial setback or manifest the loss of a job or the loss of a loved one or, or manifest you know, something of, of that nature that will create some disruption in their lives. And, and, and that is an, another form of your soul consciousness actually calling you forward to, to, to greater and greater degrees of creation because it is not possible for you to just maintain a high vibration all the time and, and, and stay in this blissful state of, of perfection, if you will. There, there is nothing new creatively being offered for you in that space. And you, you came to physical to, to come and experience contrast, meaning positive and negative. And, and then the negative that you experience are the things that you discern is not your preference are your obstacles. And, and these obstacles ultimately will drive you to create something new. That's something new can be positive or negative from your perspective. And as soon as you start to shift the, the vibration to positive creation, meaning focusing on what you want as opposed to what you do not want, you will pull yourself out of this, this, this prolonged down the spiral period and, and, and bounce higher than ever. That, that's why you, you are creating this, this prolonged DTS to, to create the disruption of some things that ultimately from your higher soul consciousness, you do not really want. There's some things that you held on to in that prolonged state of bliss that were more fear-based, if you will, uh, obedience-based 3D elements of your life that, that your higher self is calling you forward to shed. And, and, and the, the prolonged DTS is going to create the obstacles in your experience that's going to cause the destruction of those things that no longer serve you. And in, in, as soon as you go up your spiral into higher vibration, you will gain clarity on that. And not only will you gain clarity, the arrival of, of, of new things that replace that, that are even higher vibration in nature, will begin to arrive. This is the cycle of creation. So, so those of you that try to do the work to hold yourself in super high vibration all the time are going to find yourselves dipping down now and again, no matter what. And if you become really adept at, at avoiding that DTS, you are ultimately going to manifest a, a prolonged lower vibrational period to come in and create some destruction, maybe blow your entire life experience up yet again. And, and you see examples of this all around you that you're not going to stay complacently up or down. You're going to go somewhere. Even if it is your ultimate physical destruction, you're going to move in some direction. And the good news is, is that that, that new space is completely up to you and where you shift your focus next. But many of you, especially those of you that with a keen intellect, need to have this destruction flow through to, 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 to bring you down to what many of you may call your lower vibration or even rock bottom to inspire you to bounce higher than ever. It's a beautiful process and we appreciate it very much. And we guide all of you to, to, to finding your path to appreciation of it because that is why you came to this life. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so my next question to piggyback off of that is what if we don't know what we want? I know that we can move into a new state of um, like just focusing on the wants and getting up and things like that. But what if we don't actually know what we want or if we keep wobbling? There's a, there a couple of, of possible branches that are, that are happening when you do not know what you want. One is that you are allowing fear to, to, to enter the equation and you're not allowing yourself to truly let your dreams run wild because when you allow yourself to believe that you can have or do or be anything and you remove fear from that equation completely, you get clarity on what you truly want and, and new desires bubble up. Also, in that process, zooming out to the higher perspective and, and, and setting an intention of trust to, to trust the universe to deliver something for you that is more amazing than anything that you could have ever conceived on your own anyway. That is a possibility for you. If you were really zoomed out and really up your spiral, especially after a, a down period, and simply 
stating that you no longer need to hammer anything into place to be joyful. You are just going to be joyful in your current state and, and, and take yourself back to a state of joy and appreciation and not need any specific manifestation to, to, to happen and simply back out of that and, and, and zoom out and, and, and allow the universe to do the creating for you, which it ultimately always does anyway, and deliver something new to you. Very, very often this destruction that you believe that you're encountering from your DTS time and you see things not working anymore, it's time to let go, zoom out, and, and just allow the universe to solve it for you and bring you what's next and, and not need to be so specific in creating what that is. Very often your need to be very specific about your creation is actually rooted in fear because you're tracing it back to a need for something specific to be joyful. Whereas the only thing you need to be joyful is to be joyful. Wow. Okay. That's really helpful. That's the answer to something I've been trying to ask over the multiple sessions that we've had together and the different interviews we've done on Facebook live and things. And I apparently, just didn't, I needed to word it more like that. So <laughs> the, 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 so the that, experience that you have had has brought you to a place where you were ready to extract that information from our message. Ah, this makes sense. So what, what does that entail for someone who wants to really dive deep into the Taya practice, but doesn't feel the need to necessarily create consciously i've met people who personally say like they personally do not like to pray or try to manifest or visualize or do whatever it is they do to create because they think they should just trust and allow the universe to take over what would you say what do you say to that the the the, the taya practice that we have delivered is based on that is based on allowing the universe to do the creating and not needing to be so specific very often people enter the boot camp program coming in wanting to manifest very specific things. And in, in the beginning, David and his guidance with them was sort of guiding them to this, this zoomed out perspective. And in, 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 in his experience in, in operating the boot camp came to realize himself that he did not need to, to, to clue them in on that. They were not ready for that message yet, that they needed to come in specifically wanting to manifest the, the relationship or the weight loss or the money or the career or the new business or whatever it is they thought they wanted because that was their, their current reality. And in the self-discovery process of learning the Taya practice and implementing the Taya practice in their lives, it is not only a self-actualization process, it is an awakening process. And in that awakening process, every single person comes through boot camp, graduates, very changed, very transformed, and focusing on different desires, a more generalized desire for joy and self-appreciation and self-love and clarity. Those are the things, and you see this in, in, in when David does the, the, the videos with them, the testimonials, every single time they, they speak of loving themselves like never before, having clarity like never before, being connected to our energy, their own version of this like never before, and those being the biggest things. And then the, the, the money and the businesses and the relationships and the exiting negative relationships and all of that stuff is always secondary every single time. You, you watch the videos every single time you, you see that very consistently that they thought they wanted one thing when they came in and they exited wanting something else and experiencing something else and not even caring so much about the things that they thought they wanted when they came in. That is part of the awakening process for any human, regardless of how they are accomplishing it. We have just delivered a set of tools that builds the foundation for anyone to activate this awakening process. That's why we are saying that in the beginning, David was, was sort of marketing the, the, the Taya practice as an abundance breakthrough and breaking down abundance blocks and indeed does that. But now he is saying it is an awakening to abundance because your version of abundance shifts and transforms while you do this practice to, to, to things that are far more satisfying than any material thing, any amount of money, any, anything. And, and we are not guiding you away from those things at all. We are simply guiding you that there is no amount of weight loss or beauty or, or, or relationship or, or, or money or material things that is ever going to replace your connection to your 
your higher self, your your source connection, your version of what you were experiencing when you see, when you experience David sharing us. There, there is nothing on earth available to you that, that comes close to this connection. Wow. Okay. I think I've just said wow every time you've spoken <laughs> this time. That was, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think even in my testimonial video, I, I didn't really go in knowing what I wanted and I came out just completely amazed. And yeah, I, it's really an interesting, interesting concept. Um, I want to pivot somewhat <laughs> from this topic, though, because um, another question came up while David and I were talking earlier, and this is a very large pivot, but specifically about the tie of practitioners and our higher sex drive. That is something I'm noticing in a lot of people in the tie of practice and especially in the mastery group. A lot of us have had major rises in our sex drives and even just appeal to other people. A sex appeal, yes, but also just being desirable to other people in romantic and non-romantic relationships. And I'm wondering if you could speak to that. We, we, we are aware that, that, that David shared his thoughts because he is dove deep into to, to these, these topics just as you are. And certainly the act of discovering your true nature and the act of releasing fear. And, 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 and those of you that have, have practiced Taya or something like it, that have worked on releasing fear from your lives, understand how transformative it is in every single way. Because when you detune and release fear and you are no longer fearing poverty and you are no longer fearing your health or illness or you're no longer fearing anything, even death, you are not fearing any of those things. When you release all of that fear, you truly begin to live. And you are all sexual beings. Every single one of you, as you reach maturity, mature into a sexual being. And, and, and you are that as long as you are human on some level. Of course, your preferences are yours to discern always. But if you were removing fear, you have a natural sex drive that, that is part of the human experience. That is part of the, the earthly mammal experience, if you will. And it, reproduction is part of that, but it is not all of it. And, 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 and you, are, you are all intending freedom and joy from your, your completed state. When you project into being human beings, you all intend to come and live lives of freedom and joy and find your paths through contrast to that. And, 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 and certainly part of freedom and joy as sexual beings is being sexually free very sexually free, but your societies based in religion and in things of that nature very often guide you away from that because those, those tools are tools of control. But when you start questioning your tools of control and start detuning your fear and no longer fearing negative consequences of anything, you, you are experiencing various things at a very high level and you are no longer needing anything to soothe your disconnection from source because you have your source connection flowing naturally because you, the, the, the source connection is always there. And, and you are detuning fear, you are raising your vibration, you're allowing the source connection, and sexuality takes on a whole new meaning. It is no longer a soothing of disconnection. It is now something that you can enjoy any way that you discern your preference to enjoy it in a high vibrational state. And, and yes, indeed, you are becoming more appealing to others because you, you are in an attraction-based environment as all environments are, physical environments and, and otherwise, and, and, and you are more appealing in your state of appreciation of yourself to others who are in that higher vibrational state. We very often are asked about exiting negative relationships, abusive relationships, or, or exiting relationships where you're around toxic people, and, and our guidance is, is the same, that, that if you are attracting that, you are attracting it either because you are, you are of like nature or because you are fearing it so much that that is truly your focus. And, and turning your attention toward loving yourself more raises your vibration, and suddenly the toxic people, the abusive people, the negative people begin fading away from your life experience. And higher vibrational people who appreciate you on a higher level the way you do in that state begin appearing. And, and, and that, that is true for friendships, that is true for your sexual relationships, that is true on all topics. And, and when you remove fear and you're loving yourselves, there is nothing more appealing to other high vibrational beings than that. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. That's all as far as my questions go right now. 
Excellent questions indeed. We, 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 we appreciate very much the opportunity to come here and answer your questions and, and, and interact with all of you with much love. That is all we have. And on that note, we're going to go into a short break. Strickle channel, author, and creator of the Taya Mindset Practice. Taya is a set of mindset tools that I co-created with the eternal wisdom of the stream. Join us in the Taya community where we learn to release fear and truly trust the universe to deliver everything that we want and need. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. I've maintained my practice pretty regularly since graduating. I meditate every day. I trust the universe to deliver what I want. I set intentions for my day and I monitor my vibe up and down my virtual spiral. Doing these things consistently and regularly has made me a better father to my kids, a better lover to my partner and a better boss to my team. This work is transformational and it will completely change your life. I can't recommend it enough. Learn the mindset practice that is changing lives all over the world. Visit thestreamofdavid.com slash TYA to learn more and book your free discovery meeting today. And we're back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back with Kat. And uh, Kat just got through uh, talking to the stream. And those of you that listen to this show regularly know that I never really remember much about what they said. So we kind of rehash it in this last segment. Uh, so how was that, Kat? It was great. You know, they told me some pretty hilarious stories about you know, you running around in your underwear as a child and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, my, I have to tell you, my father tells this fantastic story. It just shows you what a, what a little ass I was when I was a child. Um, I guess I swore or something and he washed my mouth out with zest soap. I kind of remember it. I remember the taste of zest soap. Ugh. I don't know if they make zest anymore, but that's what we always had in our house growing up. And he washed my mouth out with soap and he said that I just said, oh, that tastes good. <laughs> Like, that sounds about right. Yeah, I was definitely a little <laughs> smart ass as a kid. <laughs> to be fair, though, the stream has definitely like exposed some things about you in different sessions that it is kind of funny. So I'm always wondering, I wonder how David will feel about that when he finds out they shared that to the whole yeah. world. But well, I sort of made it not... an agreement when I started uh, sharing them with the world. Uh, I made an agreement that there's nothing that's off limits. I was never going to filter their message based on my fears or beliefs. And that even if they got me in trouble, even if they got me murdered, I actually said that even if this gets me killed, I'm going to share it in the rawest way possible uh, because I think it's got the most benefit to humanity when I share eternal wisdom like that without any filtration from me whatsoever. Oh, eternal wisdom for a better life. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. There were definitely some interesting things shared. I, I managed to get in the questions both about like complacency and then complete 180 turn and started, you know, talking about sexuality. But uh, the complacency conversation was interesting because the, just the idea that, you know, all of humanity, you don't have to be in this joyful state, but if you stay in a state of complacency for too long, eventually you are going to, you know, stir some stuff up and get things moving. And then it's going to move you either up or down your spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly what all came out of that, but I, I have to tell everybody listening that uh, I had no idea Kat was going to ask about sexuality on the show. She kind of sprung <laughs> that on me in the first segment. And I was, I just remember thinking, yeah, you're going to go there. Are you? Okay, fine. I've done a show on sexuality a couple of times. Uh, not with you, but I did one with Debbie G and, um, so we've talked about it before and, you know, there's not, there's no rules in Taya. There's no judgment. You know, this isn't religion. So we can talk about anything we want to talk about without fear, without judgment. Uh, but it's an interesting, you know, concept because we're taught so much negative stuff about sexuality and about sex in general. And it's evil and it's awful and it's nasty and it's dirty and you shouldn't do it. And, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I was raised in a very prudish household. You know, my mother just thought sex was disgusting. 
I don't know how she had two children, but she thought sex was disgusting. And she taught us that it was disgusting and we shouldn't think about it and we shouldn't talk about it. And, you know, so that was kind of the environment that I was raised in. Obviously, I've moved well beyond that now as an adult. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting when you when you start raising your vibration, life really changes on every single topic. And when you're no longer judging yourself about something, then you have this freedom to sort of explore things on a different level and you, your experiences around a topic are, are, are very different. And I, I think about all of the things that people do that are harmful to one another regarding sex. And I think all of that stuff originates in all of the taboo around it. That for some people, it's so taboo, it drives them to do things that are harmful to other people. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with that. There's another... Um podcast I listen to that talks about the different ways that just being repressed comes out in what people would call, you know, completely, oh my gosh, the word's escaping me, um, barbaric, just, just very defiling ways and, you know, yeah. abuse and like priests who suppress their sexual energy, things like that. But there's this level of healing that can come across. And like I mentioned to the stream that everyone in mastery, and I know a lot of people in Taya also, but I mean, obviously I know the mastery group the best. It's like everybody has a really high sex drive. And I do wonder how many of us were like this before we started the Thai practice. And yeah, well, I don't think that our nature changed. I think our allowing of our true selves transformed. Yeah. But yeah, surprise. I didn't think of that topic until we got on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually, I've, I, I, I told you everything. If we set a good intention for the show, the show always ends up being exactly what it should be. And this show has been fantastic. You know, it's, I, I, I don't know exactly what the stream shared, but it felt like it was good. And bringing up these topics, you know, spirituality is a big tent. And I see, I see elements of, of quote unquote spirituality start to take on the likeness of religion sometimes with judgment. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a member, uh, there's a Facebook group that I'm a member of, and it's called Gay Men Meditating. And the picture they put up today was this really hot guy meditating. And of course, there were all these negative comments because they put a picture of a, a really in shape guy meditating. And, you know, there were very positive comments about it, obviously. And there were very negative comments about it. And my only comment, I decided to just put in there, hey, release fear, release judgment and get your clarity on this and leave it at that. And I think a lot of people really appreciated that because, you know, why are we judging this as positive or negative? It's, you know, it's, it's a good looking guy meditating. Why is it a big deal one way or the other? You know, why do we have to beat anybody up about this sort of thing? You know, we're supposed to be spiritual people. We should be above judging a picture, right? Oh, yeah. There's but we are what we are. Yeah. It's true. And I mean, and you're going to obviously find these types of aspects in any community or anything like that you go for. Like I always, I, also being raised so religious, I was really drawn to the spiritual communities because suddenly there weren't these cut and dry rules. But honestly, I found myself getting just as burnt out on the quote-unquote spiritual community as I did in my uptight religious upbringing to the point where, I mean, there were literally people bullying because like, oh, well, you're having a negative reaction. That means you're not awake enough. And it just actually the initial topic we had, <laughs> I had initially wanted to ask about on this today's show was bullying. And then somehow we got off on all these other things and it went this way. But the spiritual bullying thing has been interesting because the idea of spirituality and having to do it a certain way and be a certain way and always keep up a front can be really taxing for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, you know, the stream has said that that spirituality is a human construct, just like religion. And, you know, and, and that would include Taya, too. I mean, Taya was delivered by the stream but the tools and the application of it are going to be human construct. I just want it to be as pure as possible and not have all these rules about how you have to do things. You know, it's funny when you talk about meditation, people instantaneously think you have to sit a certain way and, and do your fingers, that little whatever that's called and all this stuff. And oh, this is ancient. Yeah. <laughs> you know all that stuff. I don't. I don't know all that stuff. You know, I sat... I sat in my recliner and meditated and had a Kundalini awakening in a recliner. So, <laughs> and me, I'm a recovering yoga teacher. So. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's. I love yoga too. I mean, all those poses and stretches hold value for sure, and, and and everything has the power that you give to it. So, if you really love going to a yoga group and doing the practice, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't, I'm not going to judge people that don't want to do that. I'm not going to judge people that. Exactly 
you know, that, that, hey, you don't have to sit a certain way to meditate. You can, you can quiet your mind. I used to meditate in JFK airport, you know, just sitting in a, a blue chair waiting for my flight because I didn't like JFK airport particularly. And I would go to a different place and it worked very, very well. And I can feel source flow through me, you know, anytime that I just breathe a little, close my eyes and, and, and sort of go to zoom out to that space. And I love that I have that ability and I believe everybody can get there. And it's not about a pose or a diet or any of those things. You know, the, oh, the vegan thing too, that gets me, you know, I was vegan for a year uh, for different reasons, really. And uh, the, the, the vegan thing, how judgmental vegans can be toward non-vegans sometimes, not all the time. Don't send me an email about that. But yeah, I do see that, you know, don't eat meat. If you want to be spiritual, you can't eat meat. Well, I channel and I, I feel very source connected and I don't eat meat any, every day anymore. I'm kind of guided away from that just for dietary reasons, but I do eat meat. I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny how we have all these, you know, we're, we're spiritual, we're self-actualized, we're, you know, connected to source, and then we layer on all the hum, human judgment and the human fear. And I'll never forget, I was at this spiritual, um, the place where I met Debbie G here in Palm Springs. She invited me to this event on Facebook, and that's where we first met. Uh, this girl came out, it was a spiritual mixer, it was called the Mystic Mixer. And there were all kinds of people there. And, you know, there was a woman with a cape and a wand. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow. this is cool. Yeah, there's a woman with a cape and wand. And then there was this girl that got up and led a meditation. And, you know, I thought, oh, cool, a meditation. We got up. And it was a very um, sort of Judeo-Christian meditation that she led. And I didn't care. I'm like, I'm, hey, meditation. We're all raising our vibration one way or another. I'm enjoying it. And the woman standing next to me grabbed my arm. And she leaned in. And she says, she's not doing it right. We're supposed to be outside barefoot touching the earth. <laughs> she was so angry. <laughs> Oh, I thought, boy. oh, well, I'm going to, you're going to let go of me now and I'm going to have my little experience over here and okay, fine. You know, <laughs> she was so bothered that we weren't in the right position for this meditation. I thought it was, yeah. this is an interesting eclectic group of people for sure. And I just appreciated it and, and flowed through it. But yeah, this, the spiritual bullying, we could do a whole show just on that because that does exist. You know, I love the Facebook groups. I love that we can connect with like-minded people, but I see people posting problems in these groups, especially the Abraham groups, I see that a lot. People get really frustrated sometimes uh, with law of attraction teachings and, and they're, you know, posting a problem. And of course, there's 300 different answers to that problem that are all over yeah. the place. And then people start infighting. You're not saying that right. That's not true. And I'm like, good Lord, people, come on. Yeah, it gets a bit ridiculous. I, I, I do still feel compelled to want to do that episode with you at some point. <laughs> Yeah, we can, you know, and we're being a little judgmental about that as well. And I understand that. But, you know, it's OK. We discern our preferences. My preference is to let everybody have their experience, to be where they are and, and certainly not to bully somebody and tell them that they're doing something wrong in spirituality. You know, I'm just going to provide my example and my practice that we've come up with that, that seems to work for people that are vibrationally aligned with it. And this is what it is. And it's as stripped down as I could possibly make it. Uh, you know, the four, four pillars of Taya, um, that's about as stripped down as it gets because there's no rules. It's just about forgiveness and raising your vibration and connecting to source and being intentional with your life. That's it. You know, that's how you do it. And when, when it really comes down to it, there is no such thing as perfect. And honestly, at this point, I don't even know if I care to be, but. Well, we're not going to be right. We know now that we're not yeah, going to reach perfection. So. Because what is perfection anyway? Like, what is that? Yeah, well, you know, the stream talks about the perfection of imperfection all the time because the imperfection mm -hmm. inspires new creation. And if we didn't have imperfection, we wouldn't have new creation and we would cease to be. Yeah. So if we want to continue being, we, we need that imperfection and that, you know, the, the, our lives are a mirror image of the entire universe. So we need that imperfection in our lives to keep us going. And, and, and the sooner we start embracing it, and that's what you're experiencing you know, you went a little DTS, you created some obstacles, you're not fearing them. So you're not really down your spiral about it. Really, you're just right where you should be having your experience. And there's nothing wrong with it. And, and there's nothing that you need to change. Just just flow through it, enjoy it, appreciate it. And I, I, I think that there's, there's going to be a fantastic um, story behind all of this for you at some point. But that's that's up to you. And that's your experience. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so we've covered everything and we've got three minutes left to go. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> we really re, we, we re unhashed the entire universe here in, in one episode. What do you know? Well, 
okay, can we talk about unicorns? Because that's my favorite subject. <laughs> well, you know what the stream says about stuff like that, that, that we imagine everything into being, right? That all creation started out as imagination. So anything that we imagine being, I, I watched a documentary on Area 51 last night and got really clear stream uh, downloads about all of that, you know, about what extraterrestrials are, that there are beings, you know, that, that are part of our planet that we're not readily aware of. And, you know, I could do a couple of shows just on that. Um, you know, really interesting that, that we have an illusion of our reality that we need to stay within uh, because we have these fears that if we, you know, if we kind of weave outside the lines a little too, too much, it's going to get really uncomfortable. And what we're seeing now, though, is this global reset that's happening where we're starting to see very uncomfortable things sort of bubble to the surface that are going to continue bubbling up until we face them and address them. But why do we need to face them in fear? Right. You know, the, the, these conspiracy theories, there is some truth to all of them and there is some fiction to all of them. And the way we perceive them is, is creating our reality around them. But we shouldn't fear this stuff. We should understand that there's a lot of things going on that we're choosing collectively to ignore. They're going to keep coming back and screaming louder and louder at us until we stop ignoring. Again, the collective consciousness is experiencing exactly what we experience in our lives. Yeah. So if I keep focusing on it, maybe a unicorn will show up at my door. In some form, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you never know. Think of it like that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why unicorns are so fascinating to people, but apparently they really are. So, you know, they're amazing. <laughs> they're so colorful. Well, they're so are horses awesome. if you spray paint them. Okay. What's, what's really funny about that is I actually don't really care for horses. I, I don't really like them at all. <laughs> uh, well, how about zebras? I always thought zebras were cool, and they're actually uh, in physical. Yeah. Zebras cool. are cool. They are yep. definitely really cool. <laughs> well, Kat, it's always fun to talk to you. And it was great having you on today. And we rehashed a lot of cool things. I hope everybody really enjoyed this show because uh, the stream, you know, definitely uh, had some interesting things to share. I can feel I can't wait to go back and listen to it myself. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Kat. Talk to you soon. Namaste. Thank you.